Welcome to the worship podcast from the Sanctuary of Davis Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Jeff Irwin with Lama Akmena, our music director and organist. So we often describe the church as the fellowship of believers. And in the sacrament of bread and wine, we talk of being the body of Christ and individually members of it. Our bodies are truly God's temples when they are presented as the presence of Christ to our neighbor as reconciling love. It means we're holy as we are at peace with each other. So what musical selections have you made for this episode, Lama? So we will hear hymns Cantico of the Turning and I Want Jesus to Walk with Me. And I will play prelude number one from Opus 16 by Clara Schumann. Clara Schumann was very well-known pianist, composer, and teacher in Romantic era. She started to perform extensively very early. She was a ch child of prodigy, like from nine. Uh, she also had uh, several offers from conservatories, like in Stuttgart and Frankfurt, but she ended up in a Frankfurt because uh, she could negotiate that she's working only like one hour a day and she could have assistance for her child. And she was also the only woman on the staff, but uh, attracting a lot of foreigner students. Uh, she married with Robert Schumann, very well-known composer too, and they had eight children. Uh, Robert Schumann uh, had a mental collapse early and uh, he also died two years later. Uh, but Clara continued to perform and she was also close with uh, musicians of that era like uh, Brahms. I'm just very happy finally to play her. Wonderful, okay. All right, well, welcome to the worship podcast for this week.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit is with you all. Let us pray. Holy God, through your Son you have called us to live faithfully and act courageously. Keep us steadfast in your covenant of grace and teach us the wisdom that comes only through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The scripture reading is from Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. Then God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other God before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the inequity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who uses, misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien residents in your town. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your father is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female servant, your ox or or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. The word of God, word of life. Gospel according to John, the second chapter. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, but both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for forty-six years, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. 
The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus went to the temple to celebrate all sorts of holy day festivals. The Passover feast, he celebrated each spring. He attended the time of the Feast of the Tabernacles, which put him back in Jerusalem at the temple with his family. And Jesus has talked about strolling through Solomon's porch at the temple, celebrating Hanukkah in the winter. Jesus had the deepest respect for the temple and its traditions. He understood and respected what the temple meant. The temple was the meeting place of God on earth. We hear today Jesus is back in the temple, this time as Passover is approaching. Specifically, his location is the temple courtyard, where he encounters the money changers. Within the temple compound, but not in the temple proper, was the court of the Gentiles. Since non-Jews could not enter the temple without penalty of death, they worshipped in the courtyard outside the temple building. The temple authorities, those in charge of the whole campus, franchised merchants to sell animals for temple worship and money changers in the courtyard. A money changer job was to exchange Roman coins with the image of the emperor with Jewish coins, coins without the image, so worshippers could pay their temple tax and remain ritually clean. Roman money was not allowed in the temple with the exception, of course, of collecting it as a means of making a profit on the exchange transaction. Here in the courtyard of the Gentiles, Jesus saw these merchants selling farm animals and doves to the Jews, who then would offer the animals to God in worship. He also found people who would exchange foreign coins for coins used in the temple. This was the common occurrence required by the law. But Jesus is clearly upset by what he witnesses in the courtyard that day. Quote, After he made a whip out of small cords, he threw the animals out of the temple courtyard, turned the tables on the money changers over, and spilled their coins everywhere. Take these doves out of here, Jesus yelled. Do not turn my father's house into a place for you to make money. Jesus objected to reducing the relationship people had with God, symbolized by worship, and the respect Jesus had for the temple and its traditions that deeply connected people to God, to now profit-taking. By setting up the businesses in the courtyard, you see, the temple authorities, in thinking they and acting in a way they believed purified and helped those who had come to worship, they had in truth come to alter the place of the non-Jew in the family of God. This courtyard, the courtyard of the Gentiles, represented the message God revealed through the Jews, not just to the Jews. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was the God of all people. And by providing non-Jews a place of worship on the temple grounds, the very heart of Jewish faith was proclaiming and asserting it was a religion for everyone. But the temple leadership gave merchants an area for trade that should have been off-limits, reserved for non-Jews to gather in the temple. Jesus is so upset because the temple of God was to be a place for all nations and peoples, a place to be on earth that represented the kingdom of God. Time after time, again and again, we witness that Jesus is not just a Messiah for Jews alone. He was a Savior that would bring everyone to God. House. 
The word Jesus uses in this story has two meanings. One, it means extended family, you know, like the house of David. And second, it means a building, you know, bricks, mortar, wood, the way a building is made up. It's called a house. The term temple also has two meanings. One, it means building. And second, it means group. Paul referred to Christian community as the temple of the Spirit in Corinthians. Destroy this temple, Jesus says, and in three days I will raise it up. Jesus tells this to the temple authorities. The temple leaders think he's talking about, well, a construction timeline, I suppose, 46 years. But he was speaking of the temple of his body, we hear. Now, if we include Paul's talk of the body of Christ in 1 Corinthians, you'll see the term body, you guessed it, it has two meanings as well, a physical body and a body of people. Temple, house, temple, body, house, temple, body, people. These are the titles for the dwelling place of God on earth. And these were the titles for Christ's body. And these were all titles for the Christian community, the dwelling place of God, Christ's body, Christian community. Time and time again, just as Jesus returned time and again to the temple, it is the dwelling place of God that builds the kind of community where everyone has a place and no one is pushed out or crowded out in favor of one group over another. This is the God who gathers us in Jesus's name and the God that builds a place to make room for others in the midst of us as we were once the other or the stranger looking for a place. Cleansing at the temple tells us all who gather in the name of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, under the Spirit of God, to open the body, the house, and the temple of God to all who seek God's presence is to cleanse it. The money changers are tossed out because they took someone else's place, the Gentiles. This is the grace of God active and alive, protecting one group from their claim of preference and priority over another. The grace of God is so all-inclusive that it can do no other than break down barriers, turn over assumptions of who we welcome, who we share our place with, and who God sits with us at the table of reconciliation and forgiveness with. And we are reminded that not until after he was raised from the dead did his disciples remember that he had said all this about his raising a temple in three days. The resurrected Jesus is the one who comes to us as a living body, transforms us into the body of Christ, the house of Christ, the church. Amen.
Prayers of Intercession. This week's response is, Have mercy, O God. Relying on the promises of God, we pray boldly for the church, the world, and all in need. There is no God before you. Purify the faith of your church that your people place their trust in nothing beside you. Your name is holy. Guide your church that in every situation your people's words and actions honor your name. Hear us, O God. The heavens declare your glory. Renew your creation. Provide leaders in the struggle for clean air and water. Protect creatures and crops that rely on healthy ecosystems. Give all people the willingness to repent when our way of life pollutes the earth and skies. Hear us, O God. Your foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. Fill leaders with the foolishness of your peace and mercy. Your law defends the vulnerable. Work through legislators, judicial systems, and systems of law enforcement to protect the well-being and freedom of all. Hear us, O God. Your weakness is stronger than human strength. Protect those who are vulnerable and give courage to all who are suffering. Defend victims of crime and bring redemption to those who have harmed others. Give Sabbath rest to all who labor. Hear us, O God. You call us to proclaim Christ crucified. Give clarity to this congregation and our leaders so that we may follow Christ beyond our own habits and comfort. Clear out anything in our common life that would obscure the gospel or that serves our own interests. Hear us, O God. Remembering God, you carry us along the way, providing us what we need when we need it. We remember those we have carried with us this week, especially um, prayers for the family and friends of the work colleague of Sue Irwin, who passed away unexpectedly. Her husband and twin first grade sons um, are devastated. Please surround them with the strong love and peace of Christ. We also pray for the family of Anberg's brother Olaf, who passed away. Please pray. We especially pray for his son Christian and his wife Cindy. We also pray for those we say out loud or in our hearts right now. Let us pray. The cross of Christ is your power for all who are being saved. Thank you for all the martyrs who have witnessed, whose witness reveals the power of the cross. Give us the same trust in life and in death. Hear us, O God. We entrust ourselves and all our prayers to you, O faithful God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord is with you always. Thank you for listening to the Worship Podcast this week. We're blessed to be able to provide this ministry for you, to hear uh, God's Word, to uh, listen to the music and the worship of this congregation, Davis Lutheran Church. We're also excited that soon now um, we're planning some outdoor worship at Davis Lutheran Easter Sunday. We're going to be outside with all our social distancing guidelines in place, and hopefully the weather will be a beautiful sunny Easter for us here in California. We hope that you're finding ways to be able to um, safely be with others this season. Uh, It's been a long, long journey of um, the COVID-19 guidelines and precautions to keep each other safe. We hope that uh, if you've gotten a chance to be vaccinated, you're taking that opportunity and that um, you will soon be able to be with others. It will be um, weeks and months probably before we get back together again. But uh, we keep that in our hopes and in our prayers. We hope you have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the Worship Podcast.
This podcast has been produced in compliance and under the licenses from CCLI and Augsburg Fortress.